vacation experts and travel and leisure magazine agree, Lexington, Kentucky is one of the 50 best places to travel in 2021. Why? Lexington is exciting. It's safe. A rare combination of scenic beauty and cultural sophistication. The beach is overrated. Escape to the authentic experiences awaiting you in the land of fine bourbon, fast horses, and more. Emphasis on the more. Travel and Leisure says we're pilgrimage worthy. Well, saddle up, pilgrim. Plan your trip today at visitlex.com. I'm David Eliku, and this is The Knowledge, a place for discussing big ideas and pressing issues. Each week, I'll be joined by a variety of incredibly interesting individuals for learnings, musings, and discerning chinwags on everything you need to know to navigate the world around you. This week, I'm joined by actress Meryl Anser. She's telling me all about her journey as an actress and what it's like being part of the Broadway cast of The Lion King. If you like this episode, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and feel free to share it with a friend. You can find Meryl on social media at Meryl Answer. We all got the notice. It was after Boris made the first one of his first speeches saying that people shouldn't like he advised the public not to go to pubs and theatres and things without actually saying that they were officially shutting us down. So then um, SALT, which is the Society of London Theatres, they then had a meeting and decided that all like basically all the big West End shows basically had to close from Monday night onwards. Um, And well, so I guess for us, Lion King, we have shows Tuesday to Sunday. So for us, we knew going into the Tuesday show that we were shut down. Whereas I know some of my friends, they like they walked into work and had their warm up and, you know, were back up in their dress rooms getting ready for a show. And then they just got told that's it. Like the show's cancelled. So, yeah, it was pretty. Oh, wow. Pretty like, even that very night. That very night. Yeah. From then on, shows okay. just stopped. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. But it's yeah, it's it's been strange. Weirdly. Um, I think I've been quite tired in general. So the first week for me was kind of just like a rest, <laughs> a rest yeah. week. Um, but yes, it's definitely weird um, not having to go into work every day and all the rest. But yeah, I've been getting used to it. Do you get much breaks generally when you're working? Um, other than the one day off in the week you get <laughs> if you're doing a show. Um, <laughs> so we, yeah, so obviously, like I said, liking does Tuesdays to Sundays, but most shows do Monday to Saturdays. And um, I guess it's good in the sense that, you know, we only work evenings. Um, so you do have your whole day. Um, but then there are some days where you have two shows a day. So that's, you know, your whole day and night. And because it's physical, it's, it's physically draining. Um, mentally wise, like it's fine because once once you're doing the show, you know, you know what you're doing. You're not really having to challenge yourself. But it's just that the fact that it's tiring on the body. That's what's yeah, very draining. Yeah, that's one of the things I was thinking. I can't remember if it was when I was actually watching you, but there was there was a time I went to theatre and I was just thinking, wow, like this must actually be a lot of work. Not that not in terms of the the acting part. Obviously I recognize how hard that is and the actual performing, but just doing yeah. it back to back, night after night. Um and yeah. the fact that, you know, it's the physicality of it combined with also singing. 
And so you have to, I'm assuming, kind of keep your body and your voice in decent shape. A hundred percent. Yeah. You really have to take good care of yourself to make sure you're in top condition to survive these <laughs> these shows because yeah, you're doing it eight times a week um, and you have to be in tip top condition. Like, And that's the thing, like every audience is different. So you have to make sure you're going out there and giving them your best. And yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are days when you're tired and, you know, you're absolutely not feeling it, but you just have to switch it on. It's yeah, it's, it's as much about stamina as it is about everything else. Yeah. Do you get any like help or support with that? So mostly uh, for me personally, I just rely on my training like what I learned when I did my um master's course in musical theatre um I I yeah. used to record my singing lessons so sometimes if there's something vocally I'm struggling with and I'll go back to that and try and work out what it was there you know maybe it's like a recurring problem that I'm um that I'm experiencing and um, we also have um we have physios available to us so um we have an in-house physio at Lion King actually which is great so and um, we're able to call on that if you have any aches and pains. I know the dancers definitely use it because they are you know, throwing some crazy shapes. Um, and, you know, they also do um, vocal physiotherapy as well. So if you need any sort of massaging of the neck and things, they'll sort you out. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we're definitely like well taken care of. Yeah. OK, that's good. I just remembered actually where what kind of triggered that thought. It was when I went to the ballet. Um, mm-hmm. with Michelle and Lynette actually but we went to see La Corsair and oh, yeah I was yes, just thinking yes. wow this is a lot of work this is <laughs> <laughs> this is not a walk in the park like ah, oh, let me just do a performance no it's absolutely not yeah <laughs> a lot of hard work goes into it um was acting what you always wanted to do um yes and no because I think you know when okay. you're younger and you're watching films and tv shows and um you know if you're able to go to the theater and things like you see these productions and you're like oh my gosh like it'd be so cool to do and you know when you're younger you're like oh I'm gonna be a singer I'm gonna be an actress so um I think it was like something that I kind of had in my head but it was sort of like a pipe dream um but yeah so then as I went through school um I yeah kind of let those thoughts you know slide into the back burner um I did I did drama GCSE and like theatre studies A levels and things, but I actually studied accounting and management at uni, um, and I thought yeah I was going to be doing that. Um, you know, did like internships, I did auditing and finance and things. Like I really thought that was going to be my life. Um, and then when was it? In my first year of uni, I applied to the National Youth Music Theatre because um, so I went to Bristol University, and that's like a hub for the arts, like. I honestly, I, I really do actually be part of me going down this path um, to go into Bristol Uni because I think like you just meet so many people who just have all these connections and they just know about so much. So and one of my friends had done National Youth Music Theatre before. Um, and so I was like, hmm, let me just look into this. Um, and it's basically this theatre company that puts on productions for um, like semi-professional productions for um, like young performers. So I think from the ages of I want to say 11, but maybe it's younger, but 11 till 23. Um, so I applied for it and um, went through the audition process. It was the first sort of like proper audition thing I'd done. Um, and I was like, look, okay, let me just see how it goes. Try, see if I'm good enough. And luckily got into that. Um, so did a show with them. Um, it was a new musical. It was called The Other School. <laughs> um, and I remember the director of it at the time saying, oh, you know, like you're 
are you considering maybe going into this? Because myself and and my friend Lizzie, um, she who played the lead at the time, um, we both were at university. She was studying, I think, archaeology. Um, and so our director was like, you know, you're both not, you know, pursuing the arts. Like, is it something that you're considering seriously? And at the time I was like, well, you know, it's just sort of like a hobby. It's something that I enjoy, but I don't know about doing it full time. And I think Lizzie was kind of the same. She was like, yeah, you know, it's something I enjoy, but, you know, we'll see what happens. And our director at the time was like, well, I, you know, I think you guys should really consider it. So I think that's when it started becoming like more of a real possibility for me. Yeah. And what's the journey been like since then? Has it been relatively smooth sailing or has it been kind of a, a very uphill struggle? Um, actually, I think for me personally, it's, it's uh, I've been really... Like fortunate and blessed to be on the journey that I am with it. Um, I think it's it was great that I went to university and had these experiences and, you know, had a sort of had a crack at, you know, doing a semi like normal <laughs> professional job sort of thing. Um, yeah. And then from that, then applying to my master's degree, because um, to apply to that course, you had to have done you either had to have worked in the industry for some time or like most of us, I think like probably about 85% of us did um, some sort of like other degree at university and then we're going into it. That was quite refreshing and um, being in that space with people who, you know, like this wasn't like their everything in their life and, you know, everyone had their own other things going on. So it was, yeah, really nice and refreshing yeah. to be. Um, and then from there, like that year was, it was definitely tough um, because it was just such a shift from what I was used to. Um, but it was also one of the best years of my life, like one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, and then through that, I managed to get my agent and um, she was really great. And um, I landed my first professional job while I was still um, training. So I knew I was going into something like after I graduated. So, yeah. Um, and since then, uh, yeah, I've been quite fortunate in the shows that I've done. I remember, though, at the end of um, the first show that I did, which was called Beautiful, it was about the life of Carol King. Um, that was a tour. And um Towards the end of it, a lot of my friends were, you know, traveling up and down the country, trying to get back to London for auditions. And I was sort of sitting around like waiting for the phone to ring. I was like, no auditions coming through. I don't know what's, what's next for me. I was like, this, this is it. Maybe this is my song. Who knows? Um, and yeah, so the tour came to an end and like most of my other friends had got other jobs. They knew what they were going on to. And I was like, I, I have nothing going on. Um, and I was like, that's cool. You know, this has been a fun year. It'll be nice just to rest for a bit and you know hopefully get back out there again and start auditioning um so I had like a maybe like a month of just sort of doing my own thing and then started getting auditions coming in again and what's so crazy about this industry is like you might think you've got absolutely nothing going on and then it will be like mm. a split second and then suddenly you're on to the next thing so the show that I did after that was called Heathers and I remember I auditioned for it I think I think I auditioned for it on like the Wednesday and then I found out I got the job on the Friday and then I was straight into rehearsals like on the Monday, like the next week. So it was just things happen so, so fast and you just never know um, when your next job's going to come. So, yeah, I think that was definitely a, a lesson learned just to you know trust that everything will happen in its right time. But yeah, so it's been like up and down, but definitely I think I've um, had like a, a smoother ride. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's quite good. I think it's really good that you've been relatively fortunate in that respect, because I think you do hear sometimes that it can be very difficult um, in, in 
the performance world in general, but particularly as an actor, I guess both getting the FaceTime, getting recognition where, where you need it, mm. um, having to perform in different circumstances, if you're not feeling that great or however you're feeling. Cause I guess that's a big difference with comparing acting to other jobs. You know, I can go to work and not feel great and feel really bad. I could have a bit of a cold and still kind of just get it done. Yeah. And it doesn't matter at all mm. to most people's jobs. Whereas I guess for you, um, your ability to perform mm -hmm. and to sing and to do all of those things is kind of paramount. And that is the, the whole role in itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big piece of the puzzle, like making sure that you're physically fit and also mentally fit because, you know, this industry can absolutely take its toll on you. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. What is, I guess, the management of mental health and that kind of stuff like? Do you find that it's easy to cope with, first of all, the number of days that you work and doing all the different shows back to back? Because from other people that I've spoken to, I do get the sense that it can be difficult to manage. Mm. Um, and also, do you feel like you have a lot of support from, I guess, your friends and from other actors? Or does it feel a bit insular at times, I guess, between you and your agent? Um, that's a very interesting question. Um, I think so. Going back to what you were first saying about, um, you know, our, our sort of um, lifestyle and our working hours and things. I think that was definitely um, uh, almost like a culture shock, <laughs> if I can say that. Yeah. Um, for me, like going into my first job, because obviously our hours are almost like inverted to what like the normal working hours are. So when my friends yeah. are working in the day, I'm free in the day. And when my friends are um, free in the night, I'm working at night. So it meant, you know, having to take a lot of sacrifices and missing a lot of events and things. And I remember in the first year that was a bit like tough getting used to um missing out on like friends and family events and things just because you know you had to work um but it, it's something that you do get used to eventually but it was it was definitely tough and you almost although you know you're working with um other people and you know it's all lovely and you're making new friends and things like you can't help but feel a bit isolated and you know you feel like a bit far removed from everything that's happening at home so, um, yeah, I think that's, that definitely is tough. And I, I think it, it all, it comes and goes in phases. I don't think that ever really fully goes away because there will always be things that you miss and you feel bad about it and you beat yourself up. But, um, at the end of the day, you know, you've made this decision to be in this industry, in this career, and that's just one of the things that you have to deal with, unfortunately. But yeah, it, it, so that, that part of it definitely takes its toll, but, um, yeah, like I said, you, you do get used to it. But um, yeah, I, I'm i lucky to have like a good support system of, um, you know, good friends and family around me who completely understand and, um, you know, they don't make me feel bad or anything for missing out on things all the time. So yeah, I think that's really important. That's really good. Yeah. Does it still feel just as magical as when you started I, I this is an assumption I'm making because I really love going to the theater as you know and I guess it's an interesting dichotomy being you know on either side of the stage as it were yeah. because yeah for, for theater goers you go you see the theatricality of the performance you see all of the special effects and the staging and the 
the characters and everything and you get to take it in and it's really magical and exciting and all of that. Um, I guess, first of all, does it feel the same for you being part of the production? And then also, especially with experience, does it always feel fresh in the same way or does it kind of get to a point where you're kind of just going through emotions a bit? Um, I think it definitely can sometimes get to a point when you're going through the motions a hundred percent when you're doing the same thing, like day in, day out, um, you know, nothing's changing really other than the audience watching it. And so it can definitely, you you can slip into that place when you're just like, this is just muscle memory and just going through the motions. But, um, I think yes and no to whether the magic is still there. I think sometimes I go and watch things and I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see how things work and like, I'm sure like this is going on backstage and I, I, I get annoyed at myself sometimes when I'm thinking that way, but I, I can't help it personally. <laughs> but then there are other shows I see when I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And like, I have no idea how this was done. And that's like, I, me- I remember I went to watch um, the Harry Potter play with Michelle. And yes. Oh my gosh. Spectacular. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> so many things were going on head. and we we're like, what? Like, yeah. what? I just don't understand. This is absolute madness. So, you know, there will be things that come and, you know, take your breath away, but yeah. Um, I'm glad you also don't seem to know everything in terms of like how they do all the stuff because I was my mind was blown I was sitting there and yeah I don't to this day (laughs) to this day I have no idea how some of the stuff happened um I mean you get some of it like you know people maybe there's trap doors and stuff so people disappear here and reappear there but do you remember the scene this is the one that's always perplexed me Mm. where Harry waves his wand and all the pieces of paper on his desk jump up and yes. sort themselves. <laughs> that is the exact scene that I was thinking of in my head <laughs> when I was thinking yeah, about it. Like I, from... <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. And this was three years ago. And I bought my tickets for that two years in advance. So I bought the yeah. tickets in, because I was in the original queue online. And... So yeah, I bought the tickets for in 2015 for 2017 because that was the earliest I could get yeah, six tickets yeah. for because yeah. I got some for friends as well. And mm. yeah, so it's still like three years ago and I, I remember everything so vividly because it's probably the best thing I've ever watched. It is. It's incredible. It's it's a spectacle. And it's, it's such an interesting story as well. Like I wasn't massively into Harry Potter growing up. <laughs> people are going to come wow. to me for this <laughs> but I mean I watched the films you know <laughs> watch the films in cinema all that jazz yeah. um but yeah I it's it's easy enough along to follow along to what's happening um but yeah it's just it's incredible aside from Harry Potter what would you say are your favorite performances that you've seen oh um do you know what just because it's recently come up on um, National Theatre Live on a school trip when I was younger, I got to watch the um, Frankenstein that they put on um, with ah. Benedict Cumberbatch. He was playing the monster at the time, and that was ridiculous. That was, yeah, it was, really? it was so, so good. Yeah, his physicality was just mind-boggling. Um, so I think that was really great. Um, oh, I remember in New York maybe three years ago now, um, I went to see Once on This Island, which is this musical. Um, and it's, I mean, I don't think it's very well known, but I honestly think it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Like one of the best productions I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was insane. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there were like mid-show standing ovations. Like it was spectacular. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once on This Island. Once on This Island. Check it out. 
or does he need it? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question, though. So when you watch other actors, Mm. is it more like you see people doing stuff and you're like, oh, I could do that? Or are you genuinely wowed by things you see sometimes? Are there some actors that you watch and you're like, wow, this is, you know, amazing in terms of how they're acting a particular role? Or do you feel like, you know, you have an equal capacity to be able to perform some of those things? I definitely think that there are some people I watch and I'm just like, wow, like this was absolutely made for you. Like, and I can't imagine anyone else doing it whatsoever. Um, But then there are also other times I watch things and I'm like, do you know what? Like, I really think I could do that. Like, I'd love to have a whack at that. And it it inspires you to like, want to get to that place where you can do it. And so, yeah, I think both go hand in hand, but there are definite performances I've seen. And I'm just like, wow, you're amazing. (laughs) Fair. So tell me more about The Lion King, because that's a huge, that's a huge, huge achievement. Yeah. And yeah, like, what was that journey like? How did you get into it? And what's it been like since then? Because I've heard rumours that you were once a plant, and now you're Nala. (laughs) So that's some serious character growth. I mean, I I need to understand (laughs) how that happened. I mean, I, I still am a plant. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm in the ensemble and I, I understudy Nala. So um, I get to play the role whenever um, our Nala is on holiday or if she's unwell or injured. Um, then, yeah, so it's sometimes some of the performances are planned and you know they're coming up and sometimes you go into work and it's like, you're playing Nala today. And you're like, okay, got to get myself into that mindset. <laughs> got to be prepared for that. Wow. Um, Wait, so do you only know on the day? sometimes um yeah it it can happen that way um or sometimes like mid-performance that happened to me once when um (laughs) I know it's it could be bad um but yeah there was this one show it was really horrible actually during and it happened right at the very very end like in the huge fight scene with the lions and hyenas um Janique who plays um, Nala she dislocated her shoulder on stage it was horrible so yeah the show was stopped for a long time and obviously she um was given medical attention but everyone was just backstage. We were all just like, we were just in shock. We're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Like, don't really know what's happening. Yeah. And then our stage manager comes up to me. She's like, okay, Mel, you're going to have to go up to wigs and makeup now. You're going to get you some, you're not in a costume. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so confused. <laughs> and for me, I was yeah. like, surely we're, we're at the very end. Can't, can't we just stop the show? Like, what's going on? Um, so yeah, that was scary. That was like the first mid-show throw on. Um, but yeah, I mean... These things happen and you you do get used to it. But the first time is always the scariest when you're not prepared for it. But I always kind of feel yeah. um, those shows go better for me because you don't really have time to think about anything. Um, oh, really? Yeah, okay, you're I just kind so. of thrown into it. It's, you rely on muscle memory massively because you kind of just numb. You're like, oh, I don't know what's happening now. <laughs> um, Does the pressure feel a lot different when you're playing in different roles? definitely like, do you feel like there's more spotlight even though there's always a spotlight because you're acting yeah do you feel like there's increased spotlight I, I yeah I definitely think so um you're just so much more exposed um if you're going on for one of your um understudy parts so yeah there's more like room for not room for error because you know things always go wrong but like if you do if something does go wrong like more people will notice <laughs> um yeah I'd I'd say that's what the difference is because it's in my ensemble track like it's so easy for things to go wrong and you'll notice among each other and you know you'll have a little laugh about it afterwards or whatever 
and um, but when like if I'm on finale and if I do something that isn't right or something like then I'm like oh gosh like literally it's just me on stage and the whole audience is watching me and they know that I did this wrong so yeah swings and roundabouts though yeah we'll be right back after this break Cox Panoramic Wi-Fi Advanced Security protects your connected devices, helps you avoid sketchy sites, and sends real-time alerts, so you're in the know. Learn more at cox.com pano. Restrictions apply. Copyright 2020 Cox Communications, Inc. All rights reserved. And do you think this is your favorite thing that you've been part of so far, or has there been something else that you've particularly enjoyed in your career so far? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like this question. When people ask me, they're like, oh, what's your favorite thing you've done? I just, I feel like yeah. each, especially in the, so taking the musical theater world, I think in each of the shows that I've done, um, like they've all been special for different reasons. So Beautiful, that was special because that was the first show I ever did. Um, we were on tour, so we were traveling around the country and going to places where I never thought I would go to in the UK. Yeah. Um, the good and the bad. Um, but yeah, it was just such such a special experience. And for a lot of us, it was, uh, especially a lot of the ensemble, it was a lot of our first job. So it was just nice that we were able to experience that together. So that was special for that reason. Um, and, you know, I made some of my best friends on it as well. Um, and then my second job, that was Heather's. That was, um, that was my first West End show. So again special for that reason it was this big cult musical so it had a big fan base um and we also got to record a cast album which was definitely on my like life term uh-huh. lifelong goals thing so um that yeah. was really good and special for that reason and then lion king that's been like a dream of mine since i was younger um i even remember when we were training um at my uh, royal academy of music where i trained um we had the casting director of the show come in to do a workshop with us. And she went around and asked each of us like what our dream shows were. And at the time I remember saying, Nala, and everyone was like, oh, of course. Because <laughs> everyone just knew I loved the show so much. So when it happened, like, yeah. it was just so nice seeing that support as well from um, the people that I trained with because they knew like how much I wanted it. Um, so yeah, that's been special for that reason. And, and also this year was like the best year to join because it was the 20th anniversary of the show. So um, yeah. we had like a week of crazy celebrations and it ended in on the Sunday we had a show which was exclusively for friends family past cast and crew members and like I honestly I've never experienced anything like it like even every time I think about it I get goosebumps because the audience that day was just electric like I remember um Guguano Pedro Fiki she started at first like no and everyone just like the crowd went wild like everyone was just screaming because it was people that just loved the show and you know had been a part of it for however many years and things and so we were all backstage getting all like hyped and excited and then you know we come down the aisles for circle of life and everyone's just there like clapping and just willing you on and just there was just there was like an outpouring of love and then it got to the the chorus of it and just everyone was up on their feet and singing and dancing and clapping and every single one of us on that stage broke down into it like we couldn't continue singing uh-huh. it was just such an overwhelming yeah. experience and yeah I've, I've never experienced anything like it. I'm not sure I ever will so yeah that was definitely um something I'll remember for the rest of my life for sure yeah that sounds amazing I'm so glad I've finally been to see it and also that the first time I saw it was when you were Nala because again it's one of those things that 
it's been going on for so long and it's always been in the mm. West End for like something like 10 years now. And yeah. yeah, I just hadn't gotten around to seeing it. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of my friends were like that as well, actually. And a few of them that came to watch me, they'd be like, yeah, I've, I've just never got around to seeing the show before. This is the first time I've seen it. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. <laughs> to be fair, I think you also take some of these things for granted, especially if you know it's going to be long running. Oh, 100%. Like yeah. with Lion King, Wicked. I mean, I've seen Wicked. Wicked is also amazing. Oh, that's brilliant. But some of those other things. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm sure I will always be able to see Chicago at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's those, those shows that keep coming back. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll catch it next time. Like, I've never seen Phantom yeah, of the exactly. Opera. Like, that's something that I, yeah. Because I just think, oh, it's always going to be there. So I'll watch it one day. <laughs> yeah, I was really sad that I missed um, Death of a Salesman. That's one I, especially with, um, I'm going to forget his name, Wendell something. Wendell Pierce. You, Wendell Pierce, yeah. yes. That was brilliant. I, I managed to get a ticket. Really? I've been trying for so um, long because it was, it was sold out like halfway through its run, I think. Um, so I did find on like the daily lottery <laughs> and yeah I managed to get it I think like the weekend before it was closing I got really lucky so yeah that was brilliant not to rub it in <laughs> these lottery things never seem to work for me I have no oh, idea what? how it works I don't understand because also on top of that first the fact that I spent so long trying to get to see Hamilton and I finally oh, got to gosh. see it was amazing yeah and then a friend of mine literally just got some random lottery thing two weeks <laughs> later and went to see it and he paid like chips Oh, so no. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. I I have my own personal struggle with trying to watch Hamilton. <laughs> so our family, <laughs> we go to um, well, we used to go to America every summer to visit my aunt, and we'd go to this church conference there as well. But I'd always try and find okay. like a day or two to go to New York and just explore, and then try and watch some shows. And I'd end up trying to like drag the family along each time to see if we could watch something together, and <laughs> um, whether or not yeah. they want to. Who knows? <laughs> Um, but so the year that Hamilton came out on Broadway, or I think maybe it was the year after, um, I tried to queue up for their, um, I tried to get lottery tickets and failed. And then Michelle and I tried to queue up for their resale tickets. And um, we got really, really close, basically. And then there was, there was a lot of discrepancy. I won't go into it, but there was a lot of discrepancy over like who was there first and all the rest. But anyway, a few people uh, ended up right. pushing into the queue. Um, so then wow. Michelle and I literally got, I think there's one person in front of us and like it would have been Michelle and I next who would have been able to get in to see it. And I was devastated <laughs> because, you know, when you like wow. build yourself up to watch something, I was like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to yeah, happen. Exactly. Like, I'm so excited. Especially being so close. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so sadly that didn't happen. And then I think I tried again the year after with the lottery, didn't work, and then tried to queue again, didn't get the ticket. So I was like, oh, it's fine. And then when it came to London, I was like, great, this is this is my chance, this is my moment. Bought the tickets <laughs> like a year in advance. Yeah. I was like, great, I'm in. And then I got my first job, Beautiful. And so it meant that I couldn't take the time off work to go see it. I was no like, way. are you kidding me again? <laughs> <laughs> But luckily, my friend um, worked front of house, so he had tickets to watch their um, dress one. So just before it opened, um, so I managed to watch the show for fifty p. How amazing! That's crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna need to ask you for those details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, no, Hamilton's probably one of my favorite shows. I love 100%. it so much. Yeah. A friend of mine, for some reason, is not as big a fan, and she tries to convince me that um, what was it? Barbershop Chronicles was better. I mean, that's great. Oh, but it's that not was the same very thing. good. That was excellent. I have to say. Yeah, no, it was great. It was. I loved it. It was really good. But yeah. it's not Hamilton. Hamilton <laughs> to this day. Yeah. I will sing those songs religiously, you know? word for word. 
Oh, in my I love kitchen. that show. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I remember getting one of my housemates in uni who wasn't like massively into musical theatre, but I was like, just try this out, listen to it. The girl ended up knowing the whole album back to front. Like <laughs> she could rap every single like word of the song. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think I think because like a lot of people can relate to it. It's not like your conventional musical. And she's so clever as well. Like Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah. absolute genius. Yeah. Although the one thing that I do find myself <laughs> a bit, um, I don't know, it's just like this niggling thought in the back of your head because I love singing the songs. And then I think because Hamilton, the play is so cool. Yeah. You forget that a lot of the characters that are played by black people are also racist people. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, Hamilton, the man was actually not as cool as no, the guy not. who I'm singing the raps with. <laughs> yeah. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, no, completely. Um, that's very true. Like Jefferson as well. <laughs> also not a great yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm never rocking along to his songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, I mean, I love the fact that it just kind of flipped all of that on its head and the cast is full of black people and they're rapping and they're doing mm. all of this stuff that is so culturally relevant, but also just for the fact that it gives a huge platform to a lot of black actors both yeah. in the uk and in the us now and also in a bunch of other places i think they're doing it in like puerto rico now yeah 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 they were so yeah it's it's, it's definitely been um like I, th I think that show did a lot uh in terms of like diversity in our industry um and yeah. i like that he was intentional about the fact that he was going to use you know black mixed race um hispanic character uh, actors to play these very much white um you know characters so yeah yeah is there a lot of truth in i know you hear a lot about the issues with and to be fair you see a lot of the issues with diversity in in media in general but i think more so on the screen mm. than in theater but still very much in theater from an actor's perspective do you feel that it's the same way does it feel difficult when you're kind of in the industry compared to, I guess, just people watching and not seeing as much representation as they'd like? Um, I, I do definitely think that, there, I mean, it's not even opinion, it's facts. Like, there are problems with diversity in our entire industry. Um, yeah. But so speaking on musical theatre, I think we've definitely come a long way um, in the, the number of shows that, require black people and I think in casting directors now beginning to see past um you know the fact that any character called Sally can be Sally can be black Sally can be white Sally can be Asian like it, it you know they're seeing yeah. past like their conventional um views and ideas on and the type of actors that they bring in for these roles um but I do also think that there are I mean, we've come leaps and bounds, but there's also a long way to go, 100%. Like, there's no no doubt about that. Yeah. Fair. So now that you're kind of technically already in your dream role, what is next? Like, what would be the next thing that you're like, wow, I'd really love to be in that? Um, if such a thing already exists. <laughs> um, do you know what? I, I asked myself this question um, during this contract because, yeah, I was kind of not sure like what what I would want to do next um I think I'm kind of at a stage where now where 
I'm I'm grateful for the opportunities that come my way. And it's more like me asking the question, what can I bring to this show or this character? Um, there's not anything to say that like I 100% want to do. There's shows that like, you know, I'd like to do, but there's nothing that's like on my list. Like I definitely want to do this. This is my goal. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything really like that. But I mean, I'd love to do Hamilton. Um, yeah, like there are there are there are there are things that are happening. Um, there's another show called Six that's coming out. I say coming out. It's, it's very much. Um, yeah. Um, that's about Henry. You don't know it? No, I said I think I've heard of You've it. You've heard of it? Yeah. And um, it's a musical about Henry VIII's wife. So that's really cool. Um, yes. Yeah. And yeah. um, so that would be cool to do. Um Dream Girls is going out on tour. That'd be cool to do. Um, so there, there are cool projects that are happening and coming up. Um, but yeah, and I'm, I'm just currently grateful to, for anything that comes my way. You know. And do you think you'll always be doing musical theatre in the same way? Well, yeah, I think I always will want to do musicals. It's what I trained in. It's what I love. Um, yeah. But I do also definitely want to diversify and, and you know get into doing more screen work and voiceover things as well yeah and um, I think I've been lucky so far in my career to sort of dip my toes into these things like I did a short film and um on one of my holiday weeks of beautiful so that was a really cool um eye-opening experience and I think actually do you know how you're saying about taking the magic out of theater things I think that worked the same way in terms of almost taking the magic out of watching films and television shows because I was like oh, oh I really? see how like it should have been put <laughs> together and this would have been edited and things so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I've managed to do some um, voiceover jobs. Like I did a, a a little voiceover for a video game, and that was really cool to do. Um, oh, that's done like cool. a commercial. So you know, I've kind of like dipped my toes um, into the water for like these different um, areas. So it's it's definitely something I want to explore. Like I I don't want to just be doing one thing for the rest of my life. But yeah, I'd love to you know come back to it if I did. And other things for a while. But, yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please do stay tuned for more. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps the podcast. And follow me on Twitter. Feel free to shoot me any thoughts. See you next time. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.